go. Welcome everyone to episode 18 of the Precision Unloaded podcast, our final episode. Oh, that was last week. Oh, well, we're back. Anyway, Graham, how are you? I'm good, Mark. Yourself? Not bad, not bad. Right, tonight we have got quite a few topics. We're starting off with the best beer-stopping cartridges, and then going on to four reasons to hate 6.5 Creedmoor. And then, for the trifecta, we're going to go Winchester Ammunition, how crap is it? We've got to talk about the um, 6.5 RPM as well. Ah, yes. Another fabulous yep. Weatherby product. Yep. Lighting, yep. lighting the internet up tonight, I think. <laughs> but no, I, <clears throat> I am probably joking. Tonight we're going back to talking about competitions. Well, we're not very good hunters, so we can't really talk about hunting. No, no. So yeah. we're going to cover off the bulls, North Island PRS. Yep. Shoot that you went to. In a month ago. A month ago. Then the Tokara GPRE twenty two shoot, and yep. finishing off the winter shoot, which was last weekend. Oh, uh, the Taranaki Long Range Shooting yes, that's, that's Winter them. Field Shoot. Top people I hear. Top people, and uh, I'll mention it now and later, we are after a better name for that shoot, but my imagination doesn't stretch past... Um, uh, it was hard enough to come up for a name with this podcast, let alone name I had, an event, so... I had so many ideas, they all got binned. I even came Yeah, up. they're all either racist or inappropriate. <laughs> My my stage design with a pile of possums was rejected. It's just getting really demoralising. That nothing. You're you're more just there to provide the property and cut down any f- trees we need moved. Ah. Or sorry. move stock. Yeah. Just shut up yeah. and get out of the way. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of what we've what we've all sort of talked about. Okay. All right. Got it. <laughs> no. Anyway, but if you can come up with a name that's not completely stupid, I might send you a t-shirt. Maybe. Anyway. Um, whether it'll fit you. Western North Island PRS. Oh, no, that's not. <laughs> Vortex Mountain. Oh, wait, that one. Oh. Do you have to have a sponsor, or can you just use their name? I think you can just use their name. Yeah. yeah. Bow Repairs. Field... No, see, it doesn't work. doesn't work. Anyway, moving on. If, moving on. So... Lot, if you shot off a lot of tyres, you could, could get a sponsor for using tyres. A tire, yeah. Use up, yeah. Good year. I think we're on. Good year. Good year. RTD, long range. Medium, long, medium to long. Medium, medium, long, short. Open under practical. Open under practical. Anyway, um, we're off to a stellar start on this podcast, yeah. as you can imagine. Keep going off on tangents, Graham. Right out. <clears throat> yes, sorry. First, first, <laughs> first gab off the rank is the bulls shoot which wasn't shooting bulls it was a shoot at bulls and uh, in bulls tell me about the terrain graham it sounded very sandy and i still had people saying how sandy it was when they saw me at the winter shoot yeah. <laughs> uh yes so this was held on a um property i guess to, towards the coast from bulls um uh, a bit different from farmland i'm used to in here in, here in taranaki it's sort of just sand uh, with a little bit of grass growing on top and this shoot, the majority of it was in a um, 
I guess you call it a, a cutting where they've, where they've milled out the timber or the, or the pines. Oh, cut over block, yep. Cut cut over, that's the one. So there's a lot of slash, see I know the terms, which is just like old scraps of wood and branches and shit lying around it. And we're sort of shooting into the remaining pine forest. Um, but the main feature being sand, uh, it did cause a lot of issues for a lot of people. Um, so the match directors requested, not enforced, but requested, if possible, uh, move between stages with your bolt removed. Um, so I thought, yeah, if that's what they want, I'll do that. And proceeded to get to the first stage, uh, get my bolt out of my backpack, and um, sort of just put it on top of my bag get, as I got ready before the stage, and then dropped it in the sand, um, uh, which <laughs> around the sort of cocking mechanism at the rear of the bolt that just absolutely packed with sand, you know, because it's got a little bit of oil in it. And, I managed to sort of blow out as much as I could and pick it out with a stick, but it didn't really... First learning, <laughs> Don't put sand in your bolt. Never clean your bolt, then you won't have oil on it. <laughs> that, that, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and so, but luckily, the um, Howler ran flawlessly um, in the sand. Same with Jeff's. It's because they're made of <clears> sand. <throat> we import iron sand over there, export, and they make Howler barrels, so it's it's it's... It's a unit, science. a marriage made in heaven. It's science, Graham. It is. Well, unfortunately, I see, and I'm not bagging this brand because I like them. I've got a bunch of them. A bunch of teakers go down in the sand. Oh, yeah. That's, that's um, a well-known like, problem, Graham. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not I, I like teakers, but man. The howers are made with sloppy engineering tolerances, and the teakers are so finely engineered that just a tiny speck of sand ruins the whole thing. So, so the 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 how is the AK forty seven of the precision rifle whips? <laughs> there, that's pretty sums it up. <clears throat> you you heard it heard it here first, um, but yeah. So you <laughs> the hate mail. Yeah, whatever. Um, no, it, it went it went good. My my gun gun ran nice. Um, yeah. I uh, we had shit. It was a few stages. Must have been ten Elaborate. ten stages. What were you shooting? Uh, so my six millimeter yep. competition setup, my yep. um, six mil Creed, shooting the one hundred eight ELDMs, uh, nice easy setup, and an MDT chassis. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty straightforward, pretty cookie cutter. Speed? Uh, Would you slowed it down a bit or speed it up? Uh, 30, 30, 70 feet per second. Oh yeah. So reasonably fast, but not stupid. Um, yeah, it was good. And so I shot with Jeff and a few other people in our squad. And, I didn't think I shot. Sorry, I didn't think we shot that well. But it turns out everyone shot worse, and and Jeff took ended up taking home um, top spot first, and I took I, and I took second. Yeah, which was cool. Um, well done. Admi- admi- well, yeah, thank you. Admittedly, there was uh, a few top shooters absent. Um, <laughs> don't so that definitely volunteer helped. that. Come on. <laughs> well, thinking. you weren't there, Mark. So that you know, you you <clears> took you would have taken like thirteenth. Um, so. You've already stated I'm the best worst shooter that there is. So. You look, you're the best worst shooter. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so Simon and um, Anthony and um, Ian and those guys weren't there, so so that sort of definitely moved me up a few places in yourself. But um, but still, uh, well, we ended up with about seventy percent of the score. I think I ended up, and Jeff was about seventy-two or seventy-one. I think so. Cool. Um, so oh, Jeff took his first win, which that, is pretty awesome. That's Jeff from the gun rack, is it? Jeff from the gun rack, he hangs out with us quite a lot actually. Um, and then, yeah, so it was 
sort of a shorter range event, I'd call it. They yeah, sort so of stages, distances, sort of thing. Give you some. Uh, it it had a um, uh, as we'll cover later on when we talk about our recent comp. It had more of a uh, prop based stages rather than field like we would do. Yeah. Um, so barricades and uh, shooting over sort of man made items. <clears throat> And sort of, I guess the average target distance is probably around 400 meters. I'm guessing um, there was a couple of stages that went a bit longer, yeah, up to maybe 800. Uh, but yeah, they made good use of um, the shorter range ones. They sort of um, tucked them in through the trees so they were hard to locate when you're under the clock, and a few smaller targets. Um, yeah, they they made good use of the shorter distances that they had available to them. I, I think so anyway, and. Yeah, they had a few targets break, which which happens to all of us. Um, so that, that scrubbed a few stages out. But yeah, it was a cool shoot. I'm, um, I think, uh, unfortunately, the one organizers got a bit ill afterwards. So hopefully he gets better, and we we see a few more events out of them because it's quite nice just turning up to a shoot and um, not not having put in sort of days of effort and planning and yeah. admin into it. So based on the venue, I'd say you wouldn't be going back there then. Well, that's the trouble. I think it's getting planted out again exactly. next year. It's like a one-off, yeah, maybe. I, I think they plan maybe on doing one more there. Yep. But yeah, yep. once it's growing again, it, they probably won't want their new trees shot down. So, um, <clears throat> And then it'll grow itself out of existence pretty quick. We'll, we'll cover that later as well, about shooting trees, because that was... <laughs> yeah. very, Lovely native trees. <laughs> a very common occurrence on the weekend. <clears throat> yes, very. Like, yeah, uncannily, actually. Um, anyway... But yeah, they did a they did a good job again. Um, they, had, they had some good sponsors. Um, the yeah. Zeiss, so sorry, it was the Zeiss um, PRS match. I yep. Should mention. Yep. Um, and then Element Optics also uh, come on board, gave them a few uh, spot prizes. <clears throat> All the prizes were drawn, uh, so completely random, which I really like. It's a, it's a really cool way of doing prizes. Um, as much as I'd like, there's like a five thousand dollar pair of range finding binos. I'd love to win them. I don't really need them. Um, you know, just because I podium doesn't mean I should get the price. That, that's, they're pretty expensive. They're something like that, and there's, there's some really nice Zeiss gear. Oh, um, you mean you mean everyone's um, yeah, top of the line range finding ten power bino type. Yep, yep, yep. Like that. Something like that, yeah. But so there was a bunch of stuff like that. So, but that would just went to um, everybody and anybody. So you could have come last and you'd win. Uh, you could win. That sounds interesting. <clears> so they they did that well, and yeah, it was a good thing. Uh, no barbecue. Um, which is as much as I'd love the food at the end, I can see why they do it because the barbecue is a lot of work for my wife when she cooks it for us. And um, yeah, good event. Uh, I look forward to the next one. They sort of move around venues a bit, so we'll see what they come up with next. Excellent. Yeah, and it's not too far for everyone, believe it. It's sort of it's lower, but it's only like three hours, three and a half hours from Tauranga for those boys, and um, yeah, a couple three hours for us. So yeah, it's good. Down, you should come along to the next one. Straight down State Highway One. Yeah. yeah, and then so, yeah, that was a good event, and then we actually, yeah, I've mentioned it before, but <clears throat> we had a period of a lot of shoots, so we had uh, the Boundary Creek and um, and Amaru that we flew down to, and then we had a weekend off, then we had uh, the Wairu um, Desert Jewel yep. match, and then this was the next weekend, and then the weekend after that was Tokara, so four events in five weekends, um, for me anyway. Um, yeah, it was a pretty hectic time traveling around the country and getting the shoots and reloading and everything. 
but yeah, so we um, <clears throat> we after Bulls went back to work for a couple of days, and then we uh, I think we did a bit of practice on the Friday, did we before Bulls uh, for Takara? Yeah, I think we normally do. Just to, um, we sort of we do a bunch of practice, think we're really good, and then we usually go to the event and to underperform. But so we um, uh, four of us. Um, you, Angus, Kat, and myself, we got up uh, nice and early and drove all the way over to Tokara, which, again, about three hours for us from Taranaki, so not too bad. And we had our traditional um, fast food breakfast. Um, and then we all shot. So I shot in practical class. You, Angus, and Kat shot Hunter, I believe. Yes, we did. Uh, yep. The big um, class. So, yeah. So it's, yeah, it was a big class. So, so we'll go through Hunter class first. What you shot, um, yeah. Uh, what you uh, messed up? Like I've got some ideas on what you messed up because uh, I watched <laughs> watched you do it. Um, <clears throat> what you'd do differently? What you'd improve maybe on the gun? How the gun went? And then we'll go through practical. Uh, the same idea. Yeah. All right. So Hunter, um, I had my hunting twenty two, a Chris Defiance twenty two LR semi-auto. Uh, with four magazines, lots of ammo, shooting CCI standard. Um, it's got an Arbal 1 to 10 scope on it, um, which I got from the States. <clears throat> so it's quite. And it's first focal plane. Yeah, so it's quite well matched to it. Um, I do like it because you got one power right there and can cycle right up. The dials, it's in mils, so that's fine. So I thought I'd try it using the semi go on hunter class and um yeah did all right i was shot it was pretty you know i haven't done anything to the trigger or anything so it was um started off pretty well went all right um messed up this swinger stage is it moving stage whatever it is where it bounces around Mm -hmm. i think you've only got 20 seconds or 15 or something to hit it three times and i just burned through 10 rounds I thought I'd do a mags change, and it had to be the one time that I couldn't get the mag in properly, so I <laughs> wasted the rest of my time with one hit. So, yep. so I cooked a few points there. I think it was three hits, fifteen points. I should have got anyway. Could have got. Um, I cleared the running stage, so, and that's all thanks to the semi-automatic, which, after shooting that in the comp in the hunter class. Um, I don't think I'll go back to a bolt action 22 for competitions. Sorry. I just think you get too many quick follow up shots and that sort of thing if you need them with, you know, with the semi auto. So, no, I enjoyed it. It was great. Um, I did use my big bipod, the Accutac one, so that made it quite stable. So, yeah. Uh, what other stages did I stuff up? No, I was reasonably okay on most um, to not too many yeah one other one I think I completely stuffed up so oh that was probably the shooting through the net yeah that was it yep. yeah so but uh, it was um, it's good you know it's a Tokoro is a covered range straight out across um, this year the wind was real low so it was pretty you know there wasn't much to contend with moving bullets around so um so i end up finishing third in hunter um was pretty happy with that and cat was 
fourth, and Angus was fifth. So, um, did all, all did pretty well. Angus had a few problems, I think, with his uh, what is it, Howler, <laughs> the AK forty seven of twenty two. Anyway, um, <coughs> it um, I think the mag, one of the mags was not going as well as the other one, sort of thing. But you know, it's plasticky, so. Yeah, your thoughts on that, Graham? What do, what do you have to add? Uh, the trigger on your gun is bad. Oh yeah, I love that. Uh, when I say <clears throat> when I say bad, it kind of just feels like a mil spec AR trigger. That's fine. if anyone can remember those. That's, um, that's what I love. It's a cha- <laughs> makes it a challenge. <laughs> I, okay, uh, but there is, I believe, options for match grade triggers for those. Yes. So, me personally, I would either get it polished by Gunsmith, or I would. Um, get a drop-in trigger upgrade for it and that would top that gun off nicely so you do you plan on taking it through to practical class yeah yeah then i would yeah and then i'd probably up again if you if it's going to become your practical gun um i would go to a uh that scope was good for hunter because you're using just a holdover but i'd go to something bigger on scope but yeah i think it's you're right there's no reason they can't be a better platform than the bolt gun um uh with that semi-automatic advantage um yeah i'm actually interested to see how that goes i'd be putting that trigger a bit better though no no i know um the thing is it takes pretty much any standard ar triggers so i should better find something so um yeah and i felt uh any of the controls the mags super easy to feed the mags um overall it's not too bad to use. You got to always make sure the safety's on when you're moving from target to target. So it's probably one. Actually, that's one thing I will say. You and Cat both shot semi-automatics. She was shooting a, um, a stock standard yeah. bare bones ten twenty two. Like yeah, it was it was the most hunter class gun in the hunter class by oh, right, far. Right, don't don't play it. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but she was running like these are the. Um, the base model 1022 you can pick up that used to be around 400 dollars like plastic stock that yeah it can't even attach a bipod to it's got a barrel band for god's sake holding the stock on it's, it's awesome it's that they're just your bare bones one that you'd buy and then upgrade over time classic yeah <laughs> and then she had a little uh ranger scope with a little bdc hashes um that she did a little bit of work and figured out how to go so now where i was going with that before yeah. i started yapping yeah. on um yeah. Running, the running the semi-automatic. I'll get to the point. Running the semi-automatic. So what it was is, when you trip now with a bolt gun, we shoot, open the bolt, check the empty case, and then move between targets or um, between positions, etc. With the semi-automatic, if you were changing position, you would have to put the safety on and just say safety, and that you you sort of declare that you were doing it because you obviously had a. Uh, a different manual of arms than we were used to with the the bolt guns and from the start both you and cat embraced it quite well and um uh, it become normal for you through the day which was quite good to see it can be uh, hard to learn a habit that quick um but no it was we never had to chase it at all in our squad for the day so that was that was good um yeah i think there is an advantage to the semi-automatic you're not wrong um Especially like say on the, the faster paced stages, yeah, yeah, like that, like the running stage that would have been significantly easier with a semi. It was. That's the reason I cleared it because I mean I'm not exactly uh, the world's, uh, you know, 
I'm not going to the Olympics, put it that way, for sprinting. So um, I could get three rounds away and hit the target and run again rather than, you know, I probably would have... Just that cycling speed would have, wouldn't have been the same sort of thing. So I think the last... When I slid in for the last shot or target or whatever, I think it took another three rounds or two rounds or whatever it was to hit the target. So And I could do it in a couple of seconds. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, fair. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where you go with that. Um, uh, I think the next one's going to be around the end of the year. So, um, yeah. Anyway, cool. So I shot. Anyone uh, want an RPR 22? I think Carl was going to have a play with it. Oh, good. Because he's already got two. Yeah, why not get the, the whole trifecta? So I said, oh, you should look at his RPR because he needs to shoot 22. Anyway, um, shot practical class so that's uh out to 200 meters uh, and you're restricted to bipod um a small rear bag and a sling for accessories so any scope any gun but just test uh, sorry obviously in 22 long rifle um but no tripods no uh, game changer bags no backpacks no shooting sticks etc etc really if you have to ask you're not allowed it that's probably the best way to put it um, I actually had a pretty good day. Um, I was, the gun was shooting good. We made sure it was all <laughs> cleaned and the suppressor was working well this time, mm. uh, which, made, which made a hell of a difference. Um, unfortunately, um, there was one stage on the day. So I was going pretty well most of the day, actually. Like, I'm not sure if I went under 50% score on anything. I mean, most of it was quite high. But then we got to a stage... Uh, it was a know your limits. So, you, if you're familiar <laughs> what we do, yeah, I know it's funny. Um, if you're familiar what you do, there are there are um, a rack of targets yeah. starting at 50 mil and progressively getting smaller, five millimeters at a time. Caught Graham out again, stage. Oh, freaking hell! Did it what? So uh, now, okay, so it was at 50 meters and classic GPRE. Yep, it's a. And know your limits so you've got to know when to stop you know if you, if you miss you have to start again and you lose all your points that you've previously accumulated yeah and unfortunately if you miss if you go back generally the first targets are still bloody swinging so i think i approach this and read the rules and uh no prone okay only thing i'm allowed accessory i'm allowed as a as a, as a sling so i sling up uh sling around the body and, and sort of uh, use a bit of that technique and I, I say to myself mentally I'm thinking I'll just go for three hits you know and so uh, yep yep that's the plan uh, time starts get in bang 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 three hits okay and then I'm looking at fourth target through my optic and I'm, I can hold on it well I think I can anyway I think yeah I can actually hold on that target uh, pulled the trigger gun went off and uh, the fourth target didn't move um, the bullets sailed right past it, so all of a sudden I'm on zero again. So I go back, shoot one, two targets, and then I miss the third, and then I go back and I shoot one, and then I miss, and then I shoot and I miss, and I shoot and I miss, and all of a sudden I'm out of time, and um, uh, I come out of that stage with a big dirty zero on my score sheet. So you don't know your Which, limits then. Well, I know my maximum, and that's zero. <laughs> you did. You learned your limit. <clears throat> I learned my limit. Yes, so... Um, 
Now, if I had stuck with my three hits, mm. I wouldn't have won. I, it wouldn't have put me in the lead, but it it would have um it, it probably would have put me into third. Yeah, uh, with, with the two guys in first being tied. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so I'm not saying I would have won the comp. So that's a strategy decision. Rules, that's but... a strategy decision you have to make, though, isn't it? If you know you're going well all day, then why not just harvest points there and not try yes. to go for the glory type? But I know the tendency. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So if I'd have gone for the glory, then it could have been up to the win. But anyway, so this isn't the only issue for the day. I <clears throat> On the stage with the spinner, I dropped some dumb points there going too fast. I should have just slowed down, got easy hits. Uh, so that's just a, a, a mental game thing, you know. Just sort of, and, and along with the learn your limits, where I where I took the shot, I sh- I plan not to take. Um, that's me abandoning my plan. Uh, I'm, I try going to stage now and actually go over the rules two or three times now, so I don't misinterpret them, and make a plan on how I'm going to execute it, what I'm going to do, and then then do that rather than change my mind halfway into the stage and and more than likely ruin what i'm trying to do and, and especially in a stage with such harsh consequences points wise um i think i maybe let my ego get in the way a bit trying to get those extra points but what i plan to do is I'll take that away and learn a lesson from it <clears throat> and uh, go back to practicing uh <laughs> and trying to improve so i ended up uh i think i ended up on 70 percent of the score and that ended up putting me in sixth uh for the weekend so um, every, uh, now it was a low win day so we generally see higher points but um, every, there's a bunch of guys shooting good so even with 70% it still put me back um, you know in, in sixth place so that's uh, apart from a couple of stages I was actually quite happy with my shooting we had one stage where it was uh, as you mentioned earlier it was a, a cargo net <clears throat> hanging down from the ceiling and you couldn't use it as support you just had to shoot through the loops so it sort of forced you into positions now i shot that all sitting and kneeling and standing sling supported and it worked pretty well now i didn't get the the, the high standing shots but i think i still ended up with like eight out of ten or something uh, for impacts so um a lot of that went really really well whereas traditionally it would have let me down the um, sling supported stuff so it's something I'm working on trying to get a bit better at because it does pop up more and more uh, to the point where we did it in our comp the other day um, I never use a sling ground never why not I don't know it's another outlandish claim I'm making and eventually I will but it's like saying <laughs> I, I've never used a tripod and now I've got two <clears throat> yes and you, ne- you said you'll never learn the fundamentals but now you're thinking that you might have to no no, I'm going to You're still not going to? I'm going to stick with my weird bowling action. <laughs> you're, re- you're really you're you're really bad good shooting. Yes. Really good bad. Yeah. It's called natural <laughs> yeah. point of naturalness. <laughs> natural point of pig. But yeah, so... Natural right. point of terrible. <laughs> Naturally terrible. Naturally terrible. Um, All good. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, so again... Uh, Top two shooters tied on points to the shootout, um, which is quite good to watch. Uh, the sh- uh, Michael Wilkie, he was in the shootout, ended up coming second. Um, I'm pretty sure he shot just as fast. He just didn't get down on the were ground. Were shooting at each other? As fast. No, we're not allowed to do that. Oh, so anymore. it wasn't a shootout. It was a shootout. Shoot off. Shoot off. Oh, yeah. Phew. Yeah. Gee, I yeah. thought I wanted Phew. <laughs> I thought Wilkie came back and where's the other guy? Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think uh, Jeff ended up in fourth. Jeff shot good too. So how did he stuff he up? Sh- how did he stuff up the shoot off? I mean, just going back to that. Well, he didn't stuff it up, but he, he, he lost. He, well, yeah, he he didn't miss. So it was it was first to clear the no limits rack, and he was just a shot behind. So from what I saw, he just did not get down fast enough. Uh, the shooter who won it, I can't remember his name, he got down fast and started shooting quick. So And he had to clear the rack. First to clear the rack, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but um, like so he, he could do it lying down though. Oh yeah. Yeah, at fifty meters oh, they right just right. um Okay. So yep, yep. Yeah. Uh anyway, uh, so it was cool. It was just that whole get down oh, Wilkie still got down quick, just not nearly as quick as the other guy. Yeah. He just built his position super fast. I'm imagining a sloth <clears> climbing down a tree. You imagine imagine Angus getting into position. Not nearly that slow. <laughs> Not as slow as Angus. Anyway, um, Angus yeah, but it was good. You ready? Yeah. All right. 30 seconds. No, I haven't quite a shot yet. 20 seconds. No, I'm still not ready. He reckons he went fast on the weekend. But anyway, anyway, people don't know what we're talking about. He said to me he went the other way, pendulum-wise. He's going too fast. So (laughs) So, it's just got to be Goldilocks just right next time, maybe. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we finished up uh, there. As as you said, you ended up third. Uh, Kat ended fourth, which is her first um, uh, good sort of, you know, good good, uh, solid result, uh, which is awesome. And then Angus ended up in fifth, so um, you guys uh, filled up a bunch of positions in the top five. Uh, mm-hmm. I come in sixth in practical. Probably the um, best performing car on the day. Overall, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and so Another headed home and then... Event. What class is that? Top vehicle of the day. Top vehicle, yeah, that's true. We used to have a top squad, but now we don't, do we? Yeah, what? Oh, it's more schools to add up, I suppose. So yeah, more work. More work. <laughs> um, and then two weeks. Uh, so that yeah, the toke was good. Twenty twos again for those who don't shoot it. It's taken just as seriously as uh, the center fire matches, yeah. field matches. Yeah. Um, guys are putting just as much bloody money into their guns and just as much practice, and there's sort of just as much, uh, I'd say, prestige associated with it now. Um, it's pretty serious. Um, I do have tentative plans for one of my own so, here. So who won open? Uh, oh, was a good question. Oh, Dylan. Yes, he did. Dylan, Dylan then, won open. He took his first victory. And then the other guy won practical. Yeah, I can't and remember his name. You'll think of it. And Eben, yeah. the novice shooter Eben, won hunter class. Not the novice, yes. He won our hunter class. And then we bullied him into giving his chocolates to Cassie, who, the lovely Cassie, so Jeff from the Gunrack's wife, Miss um, Gunrack on Instagram, if you know what's to follow her. She ended up second in hunter class, which is pretty awesome. Um, sort of, a lot of you guys are starting to get your ass kicked by these, you're right, <laughs> are starting to get their ass kicked by these girls. Um, so you really need to lift your game, otherwise they're, uh, they're, they're just getting better. Um, uh, the girls are anyway. Um, well, we'll have yeah, to, I think that covers have to ban them. Then. With ban, we can ban female competitors. <clears throat> well, you know, it's been done before. Oh, no, hold on, I'll just come back out of the 1800s. <clears throat> <laughs> um, yeah, and so no, another excellent GPRE event. Um, we have we don't really help at all setting up this event, we sort of just turn up and shoot, which is um, quite nice. It's a refreshing uh, change. Yeah, I mean, because we, we do do a little bit of helping um, 
hauling targets and stuff on some of the other GPR events. But uh, they've got this one pretty well um, sorted, and it's not as if you have to um, sort of lug gear all over a large farm. Um, yeah, good event, and I look forward to the next one, and um, where I will try and hopefully get a podium. Uh, but no, I usually shoot good than bad than good than bad, so probably I'm going to come out with a 15th or a 30th or a something. But Tom will tell. Uh, you'll be in the practical class with me, all going well. Will I? With the Chris. Yeah, you can't keep shooting Hunter. You've been banned. I've been shadow banned again. Damn it. You've been, you and Eben have been banned from Hunter, and the girls have been banned from shooting, apparently. Yeah, that'd solve it. That'd solve it. Anyway, so fast forward a couple of weeks, um, and it's probably what the majority of our talk's going to be about, is, is the... 32 minutes in? God. It's going to be long. It's going to be long. Yeah. No, no, um, we fast forward to the uh, Teddy Winter Wonderland Long Range Challenge by TLRS. So this is our... Um, this event originally came about after the original COVID lockdown when the world went mad last year. Everyone was locked up. Uh, me and Mark continued shooting because we live rurally. Um, uh, but for a lot of people, they hadn't been shooting in a long time. So we thought, hey, let's hold an event. So I talked to, to Simon from GPRE, and he's always uh, you know, always very keen to help and, and, and get field shoots going. So we, we come up with a bit of a plan. And uh, we we sort of uh, obviously uh, we found a, a new spot on your place to do it, um, and yeah, we came up with a shoot. And for again, for a lot of people, it was the first time they'd actually sh- they had their rifle out in uh, sort of four or five months. So uh, it, we never intended it to become a uh, repeating event, but it did. So we had it again this year, same location for the most part. Uh, again, filled up in record time. It's the fastest we've ever sold out an event, and uh, to the point where we extended the squads. We ran eight-man squads. Good move. Rather than five or six, um, just to allow uh, a bunch more shooters, also some newer shooters, to to compete and get a feel. Uh, we weren't really keen on holding a two-day event in winter, um, due to the sort of irregularities in weather, and we couldn't really be bothered. Um, Screw that screw that it's enough work on a one day um so yeah so anyway we that sold out blah 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 we've talked about that previously and we the weekend prior we um we went up on the sunday in the torrential rain uh so um sorry obviously simon pissing down for those that they're not torrential rainers (laughs) yeah it was yeah it was about as wet as you could get uh so and and some of the sort of um the volunteer crew who always turn up we'll we all went out and um, got absolutely bloody soaked and we put out the majority of the, the targets probably 80 80 90 percent of them and then fast forward to friday got up there early and uh yeah moved some targets around and started um getting all the props set uh, actually not all the props set because we didn't have out of a lot but <clears throat> you got to go sort of back and forward move targets around go to shoot positions double check you can see everything and then when you can't you got to send someone out via radio and guide them into position um so we got all that done on friday uh, now myself and and you uh, we didn't shoot on the saturday um unfortunately so we test shot this um i test shot practical and you test test shot hunter class on the friday afternoon yes so so what did you so this event okay um it's quite different from 
most events in New Zealand. Now, the, the closest parallel I'd, I'd pull it to would be Hautapu, the GPRE Hautapu event. But it's probably a little bit more... There's less man-made props. So there's a series of sort of um, small hills. Uh, they may be, what, like eight, eight to ten metres tall, small knobs on a, on a rough row. And so we set up a stage on pretty much each of them's on top of the hill, ex except for one. <clears throat> Most of these have a, the majority of them have a large amount of scrub or um, uh, trees or something on them. So it, there was very little in the way of, um, we, we, there was no flat, real flat ground is, is probably where I'm going with it. And a lot of the time there's actually scrub in front of you. So you had to be very aware of, so you may be able to see with your scope, but there might be a, a stick or a branch in front of your muzzle. So you had to be quite aware of, uh, of that, which we'll, we'll, t we'll touch on later because a lot of people weren't. Um, I think there was only, there was one, three, four stages where you, where you could use a bipod and only sort of a little bit on a couple of them. So it wasn't a bipod heavy event. Um, yes. There's a lot of, there's a lot of positional, uh, bit of sling supported. Uh, yeah, it was a lot more field orientated rather than static, flat paddock, um, comfortable shooting is, is the best way I'd describe it. We we were very cautious, not cautious, we were very conscious of how many sort of man-made barricades we had at this event. So uh, there was a couple stages where we needed to sort of build up the ground so we didn't want you on the ground or you couldn't quite see anyway. So we, we got a series of um, uh, felled manuka logs and we sort of built rough piles of sticks in a sort of semi-planned manner. Um, and then on one stage we did actually have a, um, a steel shooting tree which you alternate left to right. So, so that was quite the only real man-made thing we had. Um, so how did you find the course of fire, Mark? You shot the hunter class. Yeah. Well, let's rewind a bit. I mean, after Sunday's rain i thought oh, it's not gonna be flash although two months ago i did say it was gonna be a fine day so people called me mad but i was proven right uh, uh, they probably just called you mad for various reasons not just the just because the am, rain comment maybe yeah. yeah yeah anyway so we had fine weather from tuesday through to sunday basically so it dried things out and it was beautiful clear days but quite cold at night so so the people who came up and camped on friday night were a bit nippy so they they, <laughs> yeah, they, they burned, burned through a fair bit of uh, manuka, keeping warm, but that was all right. They had a good time. So um, anyway, so Hunter, yeah, so I test shot it just to make sure it all worked. And I know <clears throat> I even hit a tree or foliage a couple of times because someone yelled out, you've hit the tree. And I thought they were talking about the tree down by the target. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But they, <laughs> they were meaning the one just in front of me. So I was like, ah, oh, well, that's why. So yeah. no, I found it... Um, yeah, not too bad. The the rifle I tried it was was the Christian Shanam's MPR, so it's light enough to fit in the hunter class rules. Whether it's in the spirit of it, I don't know. Anyway, two two three firing seventy five grain PPU ammo. Um, so no, it was good, easy to use, standing unsupported, that sort of thing, because of the lighter weight, um, but still pretty damn accurate. So I'd, most of the stages did pretty well. Forgot to dial down at the start of one, which cost me. Anyway. I have no idea what my score was, but I sort of got reasonable points on most things, I think. So, 
I probably was probably was way in the lead in winning, I'd say, really, with that sort of um, made-up score that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I liked it. There was no camo net, which was uh, universally praised. Yes. For not having it. Um, and I think having the natural Manuka logs makes it a bit more decision-wise um, where people shoot. Um, it makes it, yeah, you've got to pick and it gives a bit of variety to picking where you're shooting because often shooting through the bush, especially in a couple of them, there's basically a window through the trees that you had to find the target and shoot through. Um, so you had to shift around and make some decisions. And so some squads were like sheeple and just followed one after the other doing the same thing, <coughs> you know, expecting a different result. Others, um, I think on was it stage well anyway whatever stage it was six I think yep um, I just cut a bit of a V into a log with a chainsaw and so people thought that was obviously where you shot from <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say <laughs> yeah so they, they were um, blazing away from there when the best position for the other target was just moving up to the you know to the right so and shooting across from a, another log that we'd put there so so no everyone uh, you know I had a I didn't shoot Saturday, so I had a squad of eight that I basically just went around with, and I said to them, it's your lucky day, I'll just do all the scoring and explaining and timing, so that worked real well, So and we got through quite quick. Um, we were waiting for a squad in front of us a few times, so that ended up sort of bottlenecking things a bit. So yeah, um, not every stage, I liked the, your construction, the Tower of uh, Steel, whatever it is. <laughs> Yep. That's a good good design. Um, and provides some different strategy as well, which we discussed a bit afterwards. Like in terms of, um, if you think of it, it's basically a, a metal rod up the top with metal uh, levels coming off it. And so each side's got four, I think, is it? Or five? One's five, one's four, maybe. Um, Something, yeah. Yeah. So to oscillate up and down it, the best way to do it without having to pull your gun right out is that you'd go up one side and, and then down the other sort of thing. Um, but people were pulling the gun right out, going across to the next level, um, so it's just a too burning time. There was stuff you sort of should think about, but no one really picked up on, or not in the, the squad I was watching anyway. So, so it's, it's examples of, of strategy and looking at thinking about things, and often a lot of them started from the hardest position. Um, yep. Whereas I'd, well, just me personally, I'd start from the most comfortable stable whatever came first and then go from there um and maybe engage the long targets from you know the better positions on that tree sort of thing so yeah it was interesting um, yeah the running stage was a learn your limits so that was quite entertaining um oh so yeah for you it was for the hunter class it was a um hostage hostage sorry right. <clears throat> excuse me a no shoot no shoot yeah which I um, um, cleared piece of cake. Yep. Didn't hit Did it. Did you actually? No, I didn't hit it. I didn't hit. Um, well, I didn't hit the wrong one. What I'm saying. No, I didn't, <laughs> didn't hit it. So no, as a hunter class course fire thing, it was fine on the Saturday. Um, a couple of comments that it was probably quite hard as a hunter course um, with some of the length and distance for standing shots and stuff. And but I yeah I didn't feel it was that bad. Um, yeah, probably just a little bit more. I think stage one for the hunter was quite difficult 
and what. It was. It was. A, that was a difficult underclass stage because that was standing and then sitting, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 That, that was a, if you. Yeah. Although you cleared it too, but um, it, probably because that second target I set, I set it with um. Uh, the backstop was trees, so obviously it had dirt behind it, but it was you couldn't see your um, your missed shots. No. Or, or, albeit, to be honest, from a offhand position, be it slug supported or even kneeling, generally you know where you've missed because it's where you let the trigger go. But, yeah. Um, if you can rec- manage your recall, um, yeah, I could have. I probably could have actually put a bigger target there for them and had a smaller one for the other classes. Yeah. Um, as a learning. So then. Okay, so finishing off hunter class, so uh, there was thirteen competitors, um, and a mixture of people novice shooters and people just shooting rifles that more suited to it. So a good training ground, um, and in the end, the winner was Cassie. Does that been yeah, confirmed? Yes, so we confirmed. So we had a slight controversy around two issues here. So our good friend Cat. Uh, took the points race, um, but yep. unfortunately for her, a highly, um, illegal, I don't, highly illegal game. <laughs> I don't even know if she knew, but I, I put her in hunter class because uh, we're doing a lot of uh, work with her, teaching her um, uh, a bunch of things it's about not what sort of she shooting. Said. She said Graham put me in hunter class because he was afraid of me in the same class as him. I am. I'm worried she will beat me soon. No. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, apart from Mark's um, trying to cause issues. Um, so she, uh, yeah, she had her um, six five Creedmoor, which is a twenty six inch varmint barrel and a GRE stock. Uh, so it, it does not meet the hunter class requirements. Now, what we do there is um, to uh, we don't want new shooters coming in and automatically having to go into the practical class because what it does is they just get demoralised because they get it's, it's harder and they they get beat pretty bad. So you've come back from demoralising <clears> stuff, though, Graham. <laughs> Yeah, again and again, but, <laughs> but but we've seen a lot of people not turn back up no, as the issue. So you can't. So you have to. Yeah, the idea was um, she'd shoot that class, and I didn't, to be honest, didn't expect her to win it. So, but due to our rules, she can't win. So she got relegated to second, which that then put Malcolm Gillis in the in the lead. Uh, we then uh, awarded Malcolm a lovely trophy. Everyone clapped. And <laughs> unbeknown to myself, uh, the lovely Cassie uh, from uh, uh, Miss Gunrack, she, uh, on a stage she cleared, uh, she'd been marked down with a big fat zero on her score. So it um, huh. wasn't until Monday that uh, the error was seen. Sounds like uh, controversy. It does like it is controversy. A bunch of people, we confirmed the scores with the rest of the squad who were all happy. Uh, we then talked to Mr. Gillis uh, to ask him if he was happy to relinquish his trophy because he had been awarded it. He was, and so that points, the Cassie's points then put her into second. Uh, and due to um, uh, due to uh, the uh, illegal rifle used by the winner, I say illegal uh, with air quotes. Um, highly illegal. Highly illegal. Uh, so then, yes. So Cat got relegated to second, and Cassie then got moved up into the lead. Uh, so pretty awesome. We Which had is first, is it not the lead? First, yes. So Cassie, Cassie, Cassie took the win. Um, so her first win, uh, and it's also we had the girls finished first and second in hunter class, which is pretty awesome, man. Uh, 
like a lot of sort of seasoned hunters in that class and uh you know these girls are putting the work in <clears throat> they're practicing the fundamentals don't, over, and, don't and over market it graham God. no 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 they're, they're putting the work you in go and from they saying that it's a novice pretty. class to those seasoned hunters in there. <laughs> there are plenty of seasoned, seasoned hunters, hunters, hunters people with pepper sprinkled over them <laughs> I, they, they probably beat your score to be honest mate we don't know we, I, I may have won we, we don't know we may never know we may never know and yeah, anyway but congratulations to them uh, yeah. I imagine uh, talking to Kat she's probably going to uh, into the practical class now which is pretty awesome um, she's uh, um, in a year from now I imagine she's going to be quite the competitor um, and same with Cassie and so pretty cool so that was um, the Hunter class um, the, the, I wouldn't call it dramas but um, controversy that we sort of dealt with on Monday drama 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 yeah and so as for practical class um uh so i shot practical uh i testified practical on the the friday afternoon um it was fun uh bit of sling supported so you know a prone with no um no bipod uh looking back at it now i could have shot at hawkins or i should i could have actually rested the gun right on the hill because we're on that little hilltop and just use the hill as the rifle stand which would have been easier uh although i did hit the target from the sling supported um what what was my favorite stage probably i like the remu tree stage which was stage three so you shot off top of a hill a scrub like bush covered hill and there's a remu <clears throat> sort of limbs coming well, out left was, and right and what was a remu was a remu uh, one stay outside you shot prone and again had the issue of some scrub being in front of you not a lot but just enough and then you would shoot half a dozen shots or whatever it was and then you'd transition to the right side of the tree and you'd shoot it um, uh, no prone so there's a couple of tree limbs you could use as support same thing there was this brush in the way and this stage really um, the scrub in front of it really took a hammering from people not so when you when you're shooting these stages you really need to look as you set your rifle look okay this is where i'm going to aim and have i got room between my sort of for my scope to bore offset essentially so trickers i I like to have my zoom back a bit so i can see if there's any foliage coming up into my sight picture and also visually check if the window is going to be big enough a lot of people didn't a lot of people didn't here's my question question away if you shoot a branch that's like you know four inches five inches across wouldn't you just zero the stage how well because i think that's um extremely bad whatever shooting selection of whatever you're doing sort of thing so i'm just saying isn't it dangerous uh, not pretend, I'm not too worried about branches. Stupid. Uh, no, not stupid. Just not. It's just. Yeah, but if you're hitting stuff that close in front of you and it's that big. Well, it's it's just it's just that that bore offset thing. It's just yeah. it's people don't practice it. Yeah. That that's that's the challenge. That's why we put it there. No, no, but I'm just saying from an overall perspective. I mean, shooting twigs yeah. and everything's fine. Well, you you did it. Of course I did, but I didn't shoot it <laughs> through a massive branch. 
Okay, there was some. There was that big branch shot up. That's what I'm asking. Uh, to be honest, it'd be. It'd be I, I, I'm not too concerned about it. Isn't it? Um, isn't it close to being an ND? No, because they intended to pull the trigger. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was an ND, it was an ND. Nick was in discharge. Yeah, but they're, <clears> they're not pointing at the target, are they? They're pointing at a branch. Well, their scope's pointing at the target. <sighs> okay. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So Mark's Mark's putting forward that I just start NDing everyone. No. No, I'm just saying. That'd be half the field, because half the field hit bloody branches in front of them. Not one that big. Yeah, yeah there was some. There was a big one. <clears throat> yes, okay. So, you really have to be aware of, of, of your muzzle, essentially. Um, yeah. It's the same as shooting paper at 10 metres. Everyone wonders why they are super low. It's the same thing. You right. will hit... Just put it in the briefing for next year, and make sure the squad keeps an eye on it because something needs to be improved I'm just saying okay okay mate it's good it's good input well I'll I have no forget. trees left otherwise you you're going to chop them down anyway you're just going to shoot off a grassy knoll <laughs> <laughs> moving on from Mark's controversies of his poor native yeah, trees so being shot class there was 34 people uh, that was great and um, how did they all go uh, so Mark who won Michael Wilkie won he took first a couple of points ahead of Simon Gillis um, poor old Simon was bloody half dead the day before but he managed to must have drunk about three bottles of cough syrup and he managed to rise from the dead for the Saturday and uh, still still shoot pretty well uh, I think they were on 80 something percent of the score 85 or three. 83 Man, they were they were hammering again. Low winds definitely improved the scores. Okay, um, so it was the lowest wind event we would have had up there. So hence why I think the scores are all up across the board. So I'd say so. I'd say we could, yeah. Either we hope for more wind or we decrease the target size slightly going forward because I think yeah that the scores were a little bit higher than I'd like to see. I think which we'll, is an odd thing to say. I think we'll aim to increase the wind next year. Yes, so we're gonna we're gonna um, so we're gonna put the the entry fee up, and we're gonna buy some really big fans. Yeah, um, and and that'll that'll be how we solve that issue. Perfect. But no, um, the, the uh, guys shot good, but the overall, not just these top, so we expect the top guys to <clears throat> to score well. But I think it used to be like sixty percent, you're in the top five. Now, I think the top seventeen were over sixty percent. So that low wind and the medium distances really. Um, yeah, that's the other factor. Is that your ranges were out to 600 at the most. Six, 640, yeah, was yep. the longest. So, mm. And a lot of them were um, three and fours, probably. Yeah. Two, 250s, yeah. So. Uh, oh, there was quite a few 200s, but... Mm. Yeah, I think it's just that win. So if you could build a position, you could shoot the target. Yeah. Um, again, okay, we had a couple of one guy shooting a 2 to 3 and open. There was, there was a little bit of breeze, and that sort of wrecked the 2-2-3s a little bit. But if you were shooting a 6 or a 6-5, it was edge of plate at the most um, for wind holds. Uh, so pretty straightforward stuff. Um, now, what I'd probably put... I'd, we, you mentioned the, the shooting tree I made earlier. Now, I blatantly ripped this design off for the guys at um, North Island PRS. Um, they built one and had the Zeiss God, PRS. You're, you're admitting <laughs> it. This is amazing. Oh yeah, um, but I, I so I whipped one up instead and... of gaslighting me. Going, no, no, we've done. <laughs> we did that years ago. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah I, I built it way before this shoot. I just yeah. never showed anyone. Oh, just kept um, it in the cupboard. So that was, but it was that was uh, again the only melee prop. That was fun. I really enjoyed um, uh, test firing on that on the on the Friday. Um, so we've now put that on our little. Um, we've got a bit of a competition training area. Uh, we do a bit of practice on, so that's now up there. So hopefully that'll the CTA, uh, we'll that we call it. This RTD CDA competition um, training area, <laughs> uh, but I'd say probably favourite stage would be probably the loophole stage. So yeah, again, Mark touched on it earlier. We <clears throat> there was one hill we didn't use last time because the the bush was just too thick. Uh, Mark cut a path into it for us, and I we found a spot it with a chainsaw. He really got in there and got it done. No, and um, no more so, significant natural area there. Kidding. It's part of my phone. Kidding. Go away. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, we found a small sort of clearing in, the, in it off the one side. And we we broke a couple of little small loopholes through. So that was quite fun. You sort of, same thing, you had to be aware of uh, what was in front of your muzzle, make sure you didn't hit any twigs. Because um, for those of you who haven't done it, if you hit a leaf or a twig, your, your projectile will not fly where you intend uh and yeah and it was positional too so we had sort of an off couple of offhand shots and then you transition onto the sort of this really rough barricade we'd made out of sticks and logs and all sorts of rubbish and um then you then yeah could choose uh that there's two loopholes and you could choose where you shot them from as mark said a lot of people they shot the standing shots and then would stay in that position to shoot the um i think it was about 450 or 500 meter shots uh, not realizing that there was some actual better positions with clearer um, loopholes, but uh, again, they sort of, uh, yes, yeah, they would all do what the previous shooter done, but that's uh, that's a shooter problem, not really my issue. We, we had the options there, so that was probably my favorite stage. And then the Remu tree, um, which, as we said, there was um, a bunch of stuff in the way there too. But it was a, it was a cool shoot. Was, the issue being that when you organize these matches, you don't always get to shoot the bloody things, but. I got to test shoot it anyway, and I I, sh I shot good. Don't know what my score is, but yeah, you probably won easily with that score, bro. Uh, probably, I probably got one hundred and thirty percent, to be honest. Uh, just like you, definitely um, in the nineties. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> no, no, but um, yeah, that's just <clears throat> the way it is. Uh, we don't get to shoot that event. Well, to be honest, you could have shot that event. You could have shot it on the um, the Saturday. No, I made the decision early on not to, because in case if the weather was. Well, we were lucky with the weather, so if it was a crap day and all this, there'd be a lot more stuff to do. So, yeah, that's fair. And in that's the end, fair. Simon needed the generator started, so I'd race back and do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess a couple. Uh, oh, so we haven't talked about open class. So open class was seventeen for those of you seventeen competitors. For those of you who haven't competed at a GPRE or TLRS event in the last few years, we run. Uh, so, so TLRS, we run the GPRE classes. So they run Hunter, Practical, which is limited gear, uh, similar to what we talked about at the 22 event, and then Open, which is same course of fire, pretty much, a few alterations, and you're allowed tripods, game-changer bags, backpacks. All gear allowed. All gear allowed. But again, some stages will specify you, you can't use certain things. And there's no, there's no spare shots. So yes, yeah, so what we'd usually do is restrict could, them a little bit. Do You're right there, you're having a stroke. I was trying to say something. <clears throat> right, we'll say it. No, no, so like a lot of stages you have eight shots for practical 
and you'll have to get six hits and on, on the open class in general it'll say you got six shot six hits so you haven't got spare rounds is what I'm saying so, yeah. yes so so and, and the reason being although some people moan about it uh, you generally have a huge ad- gear, uh, advantage in gear so say we're shooting it's a unsupported class, it doesn't matter Exactly, exactly. And so that we're shooting unsupported, we get two extra shots. You've got a tripod, you don't get any misses. <clears throat> That's why it is what it is. And to be honest, we, me, uh, Simon and I and you, we prefer practical class. Uh, we, we think it sort of builds better marksmen and it's more of a challenge. Anyway, that's just our opinions. <clears throat> and albeit, as some people have written on the internet, the open class is not the main class. Practical is the main class. I, I contend that's, Hunter is the main class still. But anyway. That's that's fair. That's fair. It's your farm. You seasoned can, um... hunters, Graham. Seasoned hunters. <laughs> Salt and pepper hunters. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so a couple of learnings from the event. Uh, we had safety briefing at nine. Uh, next year, depending on this range safety bullshit we're going through, I would start safety briefing at 8 a.m. Uh, to get the event uh, moving quicker. Uh, not moving, started earlier because we um, sort of finished by five. We got the last guys back to the wool shed. And, and I, I didn't we even just... get a speaking slot. No, you always ask, but we, we always manage to sort of avoid just you talking to anyone, which is. Oh, yeah, it's quite, this, is, this is Mark. Round of applause for Mark. Anyway, moving on. I had a speech <clears> prepared and everything. Damn you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so again, we 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 didn't get the last shoes back to about five. Uh, the barbecue was already done. The girls, the girls, the, the, all the lovely girls come and help and do that. My wife and sister and uh, some friends they come and uh, volunteer their time and cook us a, a very nice uh, feed uh, and really cater to us there. Don't know, um, it was, but it was run out by the time I got there. Yeah, well, you were too busy bloody shooting still. Um, oh and so yeah i'd like to get those squads back in early around four uh, another reason being if it had been an overcast rainy day it would have been dark at five <clears throat> so some, there's a learning uh really that's probably the main thing would be that um thing now we again we're pushing what up okay what are your learnings no carry on <clears throat> i don't know what your learnings are oh okay what i thought was great uh the eight person squads was outstanding yep. and the fact you had dedicated people running them and even in my one I wasn't even shooting so I could be even more dedicated <clears throat> so we yep. had no wrong targets we had um, people understood where they were going course of fire we had not very few mistakes in terms of stuff when you have squads running themselves so we had people ready to go when you said so it got, ran through smoothly and during the our squad had one hunter class, two open, and and six um, prat, uh, five practical. So, and we just cycled through all the practicals, for example, um, and then the hunter, and, and then the opens, or the other way around. We start with the opens, and so that allowed each shooter to be focusing on what they were doing in terms of their, you know, that that group of shooters' course of fire and targets and the explanations. So, no, I thought they worked really well. Um, just the fact that one person's scoring all the time, I think it's good too. Um, you don't get any mistakes on the sheet sort of thing, unless they're a complete idiot. Um, so, yeah, that was... No, I had nothing but pluses out of that. I'd do it again next year as well. I wouldn't shoot again, I'd just run a squad. So, I think it's... Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed doing it. It's good. Enable people, yeah, the... Enabled them to get more out of the day, because they're not having to focus on other stuff. So, I'm just saying... 
So that was the first time we'd run squad-specific ROs, again, to cater for the higher um, the squad numbers. Uh, I think for the most part, yeah, it worked okay. A couple squads, uh, I don't think they sort of got the message on what was expected of them, as in the ROs. They're quite enough. They're a little bit too friendly. Um, I, I, I want them to approach it with a sort of... Um, uh, it's a dictatorship rather than a, and a democracy. But, but again, they sort of got there in the end. Um, I think it's something we could look at differently for um, the long range shoot next year. What are you trying um, to say? But that, that you're that you're too friendly. No, no, no. Just a couple were um, uh, weren't barking enough when guys were were mucking around essentially. But we we sorted that out. Um, but but again, these guys are volunteering. Um, uh, when you run a squad, you cannot concentrate solely on being a competitor. You've got other stuff on your mind, other stuff you have to worry about. So it can actually um, uh, affect your hence performance. Hence why I didn't. Hence why I didn't. Yes, hundred percent. So 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 those guys who come in and they volunteer, and um, it's a it's a really big help to us. Um, otherwise, <clears throat> it, it makes our life hard, and we wouldn't be able to run the big squads. So yeah, I'd say that was a good little bit of refining. Um, but yeah, definitely sped things up, and we had to do it for those yeah, bigger squads, could, especially this time. I probably would shoot in a squad next time, maybe. Um, but all I'd do is stipulate that I shot last every time, and I just so yeah. so what I did with the squads also is I put a so I had my squad arrows, which is all majority Taranaki guys who we shoot with regular on the regular. Yeah, I also had quite an experienced competitor with them as a sort of uh, assistant if need be. So if they were shooting, because a lot of them did shoot also they could hand the reins over to shooter number A who was who shot five of these events or ten of these events for and he was he was a good shooter and he understood what needed to be done, etc, etc, etc. And um so we we saw a structure like that. But yeah, uh, I think that was that was good. Uh, one thing I, I I nearly bloody forgot to mention it on the day also. Um we had our first ever event sponsor. Which may be strange to some people because we organize and run some of the larger events in New Zealand when it comes to precision rifle shooting. Uh, uh, now, I've always, uh, I don't get too concerned about sponsors. I think an event, and I said this at the event too, I think an event, uh, the reason people should want to go and the reason they should come away from it being happy is that they had a good, challenging course of fire that was, and it was run safe and they had fun and, um, rather than the event is all about the prizes like look how cool i am look at the cool sponsors i can get um so i never chase sponsors uh i've had some sponsors approach and and it it doesn't work for me essentially because the event already sells out right so i don't need to i don't need to attract anyone with any cool prizes i don't have to it's it's already that's gone the tickets um and then to be honest it becomes work uh collecting a bunch of prizes from different um, vendors and then figuring out ways to distribute them and then I have to promote for that vendor so oh, sorry not vendor that company they expect a certain amount of promotion I don't know Graham Rowdy 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 lots of negatives <clears> now I'm not sure. against it I'm at all I'm not sure Graham you don't think so but but anyway but now why, uh, why are you not inquiring as well I'm not sure why are you not sure mate no carry on sorry <laughs> but but so um, now, 
but then I did have we did have a sponsor come on board, right? I just, and I now just this, think, I just think you're anti-capitalist, really. Yeah, I think you're. Do you, I maybe I'm a like a um uh, a closet socialist? Do you think? I think that could be it. You just ah. really don't want you know. I don't know <laughs> anyone to do well. No, no, <clears throat> no. Yes, I'm. Uh, um, did I tell you I voted Labour last election? Well, you really dropped hints. You said it's not a democracy, things like that. Um, <laughs> It's just, uh, it's all, the pig jigsaw pieces starting to form here. Yeah, well, you can't hide it forever, can you? Um, you shaved your beard off and now you've got a moustache. Things like that's a key indicator. Yeah, the beard's half grown back already. Oh, but anyway, yeah. anyway, no, so so obviously we did have a sponsor come on board and that was Sabre Tactical. Uh, for those of you who don't know who they are, they're a um, New Zealand uh, veteran-owned company uh, based out of sort of um, the Waikato way. Um he offered didn't expect it now he didn't expect anything from a rally runner he just offered a few spot prizes and um and i quite like what they do they it's new zealand made products it's you know it's made here designed here they're shooters they turn up to events they compete um so i i so i agreed uh, for them to come on sponsorship and they, they were the only ones um so they were you know their main sponsor for the event so they uh Gave us a fish bin full of very awesome New Zealand-made shooting products. Um, pretty much everything they make for shooting accessory-wise. Um, obviously, they make stuff for military and police. We didn't get any of that, but um, <clears throat> like cool like range bags, um, ammo wallets they make, um, sh- shooting bags, slings, all sorts of awesome pouches. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, Sabre Tactical, pretty awesome. They come on board, and now there was no money changed hands. I didn't. I didn't expect anything from them, so we essentially put up some of their banners and we uh, drew the prizes at the end of the day, 100% random. In fact, you won something, Mark. Um, a, a lovely one of their new bullet wallets. I think actually the first one ever made you got because it's a brand new product. Is it? It is the first, it is the is serial number 001. Wow. Yeah, you're a big deal. So If only I know. ever had one before and would ever care, but anyway... I'll take it off your hands. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> take the bullets out of the packet now and put them in the wallet. Trust me, it's a better way of doing things. But anyway, apart from Mark being Mr. Negative, uh, he got a lovely bullet wallet. And yeah, so that'll be given away. the best gift I've ever got, Graham. I'm over the moon. Fantastic. Um, and so, what was I going to say? Yeah, uh, but cool. New Zealand made stuff. So again, and support New Zealand companies rather than ordering shit out of China or America why not buy it from New Zealand it's the same price it's made here um, so anyway so that's me rambling on about sponsors if you ever wondered why we don't have all the stuff there it's it's just I can't be I don't want the extra work for myself is, is one way I put it now now if you are listening and you are a sponsor and you do want to sponsor our events you can talk to me I don't I'm not gonna turn it all down i just don't want it to <laughs> it become work like for me <laughs> no i just don't want i just don't want extra work as as where i'm going with it um okay. although to be completely honest i i fobbed it all off to my wife sorting out drawing and everything talk to me because I'll, I'll i'll handle it and mark will take uh bribes as well yeah. um but so we uh, Heineken we, uh <laughs> we included all the ro's and uh match stuff except no i think about it, i didn't include the girls in the barbecue so essentially, the only person who couldn't win a prize was me. You so sexist. 
<clears throat> I know. I forgot. Uh, so, so, so over again, Mark didn't. Um, Mark and Joel would our two non-shooting arrows actually both won a prize. Um, that just because they're not shooting. Uh, it actually is a coincidence <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> on our random draws. Yes, but um, yes, yeah, yes. that's how it should be. These guys are volunteering and um, they get to win something. So, be a big thank you to Saber Tactical. Check them out. Um, if you're police or defence, check them out too because they've got cool stuff. In fact, you're probably already wearing it and you just haven't realised where it's come from. Nice. Um, other than that, uh, I need to thank uh, GPRE as always, Gillis Practical Rifle Events. They put in a heap of work. They did um, the majority of the stage plans themselves, um, so course of fire. Uh, they <clears throat> bought in a lot of targets. They had several of their volunteer team there. Um, again, uh, they're always a big part of what we do and we can't forget uh, that and thank you to you Mark for constantly allowing us to invade your farm and allowing us to use your hut etc etc and the batch and the batch that's GPRE get the batch yeah maybe um, next time they can stay in the hut and I'll stay in the batch <laughs> <laughs> no I don't think that'll work yeah um, but yeah the hut's pretty fun it's not I, it's not quite as um modern as the batch but uh, it's kind of how I like it so. it's newer uh, is it? Yep. it would be wouldn't it would be yeah. anyway you're staying yeah. a far newer facility <laughs> albeit a half built skyline garage with two small rooms tacked on the back shabbily so yes it's shabbily and it's got you could call it three story couldn't you but I did pile, with three different floor levels I had the toilet brassiere fire going so that worked Yes, it was. We had a good night up there. It was freezing cold. But anyway, uh, anyway, I think that probably wraps up about most of what we want to talk about. For yeah, tonight. we're just going to go um, through the 6.5 RPM. Yeah, the, uh, the oh God. Uh, we'll talk about Mark's new gun he bought maybe next time. Um, the lovely... It's did a 6.5, funnily enough. You did. The, the Gremlin. Ah. The 6.5 Gandalf. The Grendel. Anyway, but which the Grendel. I know it's not... It's a Nor... Is it Norse mythology? I don't know. <laughs> Grendel. I don't want to get shot. You said it was Lord, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Um, so we'll, we'll go over that next next time. But yeah, so again, uh, it was a cool comp. We had pretty good feedback on the course fire. People like the field-based obstacles rather than the flat paddock stuff. Um, and it's very different from our February event. But um, thank you for those who oh, come so again. You went around the squads, right? Yes, I did. How many sky pods did you see, Graham? Oh shit! Quite a few. Give me a saturation percentage. A third? Uh, quarter? Uh, a quarter, maybe, at a guess. Yeah, it seemed like a lot. I'm just saying. So when we went to Boundary Creek in the South Island, it would have been bloody a similar number down there. They were everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so both you and I now have uh, skypods here. Um, bat. Yep, bat sheep. Oh, they're they're good for this comp stuff. There's no denying that. We'll, yeah. We'll, We'll talk about them in the future where we spend a bit more time on them. Um, yes, Skypods and MDT. Like, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting MDT at one of these events now. It's freaking everywhere. No, um, I saw a tangent theta scope. That was cool. They are very cool if you got $7,500. Affordable quality, Graham. That's what I call it. <laughs> okay, you should put one on the Grendel. <laughs> yeah, no. <clears throat> um, yeah, um, but yeah, cool. Very good. Um I think that about wraps up episode 18 of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Yeah, righto. We shall see you all right. next time. And Thank uh, you all for listening. Have some and stuff to talk about that doesn't include talk about competitions. 
Yeah, but remember, you know, it's not always a shit gun. You're probably a shit shooter. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Bye.